You guys suck as kids. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 230, get this right, three. He's Randy, I'm Jason, and for the careful listener, you may have realized that I said it wrong last week, and then Randy had to dub over. Uh, yeah. 230. I, I should have made the dub a little more. Um, I have, I, you know, I, I just noticed I slip into a vocal fry when I have to make a pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about the vocal fry. <laughs> should I turn off my heater? I think I can filter out the heater noise. Vocal fry. No, I, yeah, I don't know. Turn it off. Do, do it. Do whatever you need to do. I'm still putting together my notes. Oh, Ooh. Well, we got a mail. Good. I could, I could jump right into that. It's interesting mail, actually. Good subject. We can talk. We can talk about the weather. Okay, mail. <coughs> <laughs> the weather. Boring. I've got a new topic for you after two quick replies. First, thanks for letting me know how the Super Bowl turned out. I'm not kidding. I got the news from this podcast, and it was delightful. Second, it's true. I get much less snow here on the prairie than I ever did in Massachusetts, but it's Manitoba. But in Manitoba, it doesn't melt. The last time it was above freezing here, briefly, was January 7th. And the last time it was that warm for a whole day was October 30th. What? <laughs> Holy crow. Uh... It's now February 12th? Yeah. 2019. So, let's see. November, December. So, it's been three full months where it wasn't uh, it was never above freezing for a full day. That's a lot. Yeah. We've sort of been lucky with our um, snow situation when it snows and then we get some warm days and it just rains right after and melts. It depends on what you're into. It depends what you're into. <laughs> uh, if you're into driving and stuff, then... Uh, then it's, it's good. Great. Well, if you're into walking or getting around town in any way, because town doesn't clean. Anyway. Oh, good point. Fine. Throw it back in my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so you're right. Here's service. Um, yeah, it's been nice. Okay. Going on. Uh, so, we, yeah, we let him know the outcome of the Super Bowl. That's hilarious. Um, which was multiple, almost a week late. Okay. On to that topic I promised. I- I'm going to warn you here. I did, re- did read the email, and I'm warning listeners that I think we're going to let down the letter writer. We're going to let him down, because I don't think we're going to have enough. I don't know if I'm feeling the vibe on this this topic, but we'll see. Okay. Well, let's rush through it. Then. No, uh, well, I wanted to go. Sorry about the sniffling. I don't know what's going on. I need one of those pedals where I can mute myself, but I can't yeah, find yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. On to that topic. See, I'm, now I'm coughing into the microphone. Let's just edit <laughs> the last two minutes out and just, this is atrocious. All right. <laughs> I had like a almond nut bar biscuit right before, so I got like this mouthful of blah, blah. Mm-hmm. On to that topic I promised. My eldest turned 12 in January and just a month or so before he started making a serious, conscientious effort to call his parents mom and dad instead of mommy and daddy Mm. and i'm finally starting to get used to the name change it's still tricky because my six-year-old doesn't like it a few episodes ago i noticed jason quoting his son saying either mommy or daddy and i don't know if that was a slip of the tongue for either jason or but i wonder if either of you guys has gone through a similar transition yet it was the second child of four and i was the one in my family who started using mom and dad. My older sister probably didn't feel as much pressure from her peers to change, probably because of gender expectations. 
<laughs> uh, now that I've experienced it from the other side, I'm not sure what is more confounding. My wife and I got used to referring to each other as mommy and daddy when addressing our kids, but neither of us can bring ourselves to call the other mom or dad. So it's your mother or your father instead. I'm looking to forward to what you guys have to say on the topic of being dad. Form- formalizing the word. Huh. I don't know. So you, uh, I don't, I don't know what my kids call me. We should have been calling this show Daddy's Being Daddies until now. <laughs> daddy's Being Daddies. <sighs> Who's your daddy? Uh, that, yeah, maybe that's why um, we didn't go with that. I didn't name the show, but perhaps I would have. Daddy's Being where Daddies. Where are your dads? Where are your daddies? Well, now, in Come hindsight, here. it's genius. Daddy's Being Daddies. It's got a whole different demographic from the young childs. And then dads, as we moved into these- What about dads being daddies? N- 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 <laughs> God. Just throw both in. That feels awkward and sexual. They both they both feel awkward. Everything feels awkward and sexual. Um, whoa, whoa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I man. don't know. I'm trying. I actually have no it's idea. Valentine's what my kids weekend. Call me. Love is in the air. I think my daughter does call me daddy. So I walked to school this morning with my daughter, and I don't do that very often because I have to go to work early usually. Yeah, but every like every year every. Near the summer, near the, you know, the warmer months, I'm always like, I need to, st- one day a week, I got to walk to school with her because it's nice. And the whole way there, this reminded me of it, every like six seconds, hey, daddy, you know, another, just another question out of her. Yeah, daddy, right. yeah. what, did you know about such and such? Do you see this thing? Hey, daddy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and every, every single time, daddy, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious that they do that. <laughs> like, I haven't, you don't need to, every single time. Just, just start your question. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, and there's just <laughs> two of us, so it's, just, it's literally just us. Hey, Daddy, yeah. there's no, there's no one else here for your address. <laughs> we were walking up here the other day, and I saw this thing, and I had, she made me take some rocks home, of course. Oh, yeah, taking stuff is always funny. I love it; it's hilarious. So she, she, I don't want to say no to these things because she'll get, and we'll get back to Michael's question. She'll get upset for no reason. It's, there's no point. She found a rock on the way to school. She's like, oh, what kind of rock is this, do you think? Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> I found this rock. Hey, Daddy. Yeah. What, what kind of rock do you think this is? Hey, Daddy, did you know <laughs> that you can write on the street with this rock? <laughs> hey, Daddy, check it out. Look what I'm writing. Make it, can we just keep walking? Maybe you can write on the walkway at the school, but not here because we're not there yet. <laughs> hey, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you... <laughs> Could you take this rock home with you so I can have it when I get home later? Because I can use it for writing on things. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Hey, Daddy. Yeah. There's a bottle in the street there. It's a pretty cool bottle. Can we can we, can we get it? I could use it for a project. <laughs> <laughs> like a thousand times. It is. Which is it's, delightful. It's it's great. It's egregious, the number of daddies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. So, back to the question. I don't think I've got a, somebody calling me dad. Yeah. Soon. You've got a uh, 12-year-old protein? Uh, Yeah. So I think he's on the cusp of that whole transition because where he's like doesn't want to say no yet, but doesn't want to say yes to those type of things. Like uh, we can segue this into a different topic later, but I I drive them – I drove them to school and and I was like – I drive – it's 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 awkward, but basically one day a week I drive the kids to school. But it's every, every other like this is the worst show ever. Once a week I drive one of my kids to school on Friday. 
And the other kids, I all walk them in. They're like, yeah, fine, sure. Walk me to class. It's cool. But he was like, I'm like, you want me to walk you in or you want me to give you like, the, uh, I don't care. I know, but <laughs> you know, I don't want to like, you know, and he's like, nah, it's fine. Whatever. You know? So the other kids are like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So he's not, we're like, get out or drop me off a block away mm-hmm. from the school. I don't want to be seen with you yet. But it's he's not like yeah do it take me in this truck walk me all excited. There's a lot going on. I still yeah. try to give. Uh, I try to leave when my son leaves in the morning, so he walks to school. Mm-hmm. I always try to give him a hug every morning before he leaves. You can't forget that. Right. He gets his he gets his daily hug. Just a little bit, and uh, it goes a long way. So wh- <sighs> you know. So uh, to answer his question, yeah. I, di- diverging into other topics. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I'm not sure my kids have been calling me dad. Maybe my son hasn't hasn't noticed. It's a little weird when you talk to your spouse like that and be like, Daddy says this. And we all do it. And I do it all weird. the time. Oh, yeah, I'm like, weird. no, call me Daddy. You know how I like it. Call me Daddy. And she's like, oh, all right, Daddy. <laughs> no. You're very quiet for some reason. doesn't happen. Maybe your... Am I leaning too far back? Oh, it is quiet on my end. Really quiet. Why? Oh, jeez. You screwed it up. No, I didn't. What's your mic sensitivity? 2.1? I don't know. It's the same place it always is. Is it? Is it up and down? Because my volume's way up and I can barely hear you. I wonder if it's... Ah, it's going fine. It's, it's okay. good. Well, it's really low. The, the the thing is really small. Hmm. Check your... At the top, where the microphone I, I know. I, jang, all, I crank it up for the, the, sink, the sync up sound and then I oh. crank it back down, but it's you where it normally is. You crank it down too low. I crank it where I always crank it. Um, I'll, I'll bump it up, but I don't think it's going to... The waveform <laughs> looks different. I, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Okay, now you sound better. All right, well, you, it's going to be awful to edit. Anywho, one <laughs> other funny aspect of this is that I've slipped back now into calling my parents mommy and daddy. Not really? Not intentionally. Now it's so super loud in my ears. Oh, uh, We'll turn your volume down. Turn your mic up. That's all. Yeah, weird. But it's... All right. Anywho, it's yeah, because important I... Stuff. uh I uh, will slip now and then because I'm used to hearing mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. So when my when I talk to my parents or something, or I, I've noticed that in the past I've called them mommy that's and daddy. Weird. Yeah, that's weird. I call them by their first names. <laughs> you call your dad by his first name? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. And I think I have since I was a teenager as well. My mom. Yeah, it's like, hey, Joe, uh, give me a Jean. sandwich. Her name's Jean. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's her name. I, I guess, but her name's Mommy. <laughs> I think I would call her Mom now, not Mommy. Imagine if somebody wrote in and was like, this is happening now. My kid is calling me by my first name. First is name. that happening to you yet? I'd be like, no, I would throw that kid out on the street. You're old uh, enough to call me by my... Well, you don't call your kids son and daughter. That's not a title. You call them by... Isn't it? Mother. <laughs> they should call you sir and ma'am. I knew some kids... Uh, on my street growing up, they had to call their parents sir and ma'am. That's pretty common in the South. It's common in, like, in the South, I think. Yeah, yeah. where people have manners. <laughs> That's right. The 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 smarter everyday guy. Right? You yeah. watch him? I have, yeah. His kids call him sir. Oh, really? Because he's had him on the video. Oh, that's funny. And they're like, you know, they're talking. And they're, okay, so, yes, sir. Sir, this, sir, sir. <laughs> and in one video, he sort of addressed it. Oh, really? He's like, you may have noticed my kids calling me. Sir, you know, because <laughs> he wanted to like just sort of explain that it was just a normal thing and not they're not being mean to their kids some way. Huh. It's just funny. Yes, sir. That's funny. Um. That's funny. Okay. Boring. Yeah. 
No, not so, Michael, these. I have no idea. Good yeah, luck. good luck with that. But yeah, the age stuff is interesting. Once they hit 12, they're not kids anymore. We're not going to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> um, really? Well, so, no, I have no idea. I have a list of things. I think my son, I'm going to segue into this because yeah, I have a almost 12 year old. He's going to be in May, first weekend of May. So he's got what? March, April, three months from now. So he is 11 and nine months old. And I feel like he has regressed the age of dun, 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 five. 16. Five. Do you think five? He has become the most difficult kid to get to do anything anywhere as far as like, Get in the morning. I'm tired. I don't want to go to school. And I don't know, man. I am where my wife is at her wits end with this. And then it becomes a friction between me and her because she's stressed out about this Mm -hmm. whole thing. And then I stayed. I've been going into work a little bit earlier. I've been home less mornings. I've also been running a lot more. And that tends to happen over breakfast time. So, uh uh, yeah, so I stayed home this morning and I'm gonna to do, I'm going to also tomorrow to just see what was happening. And she's right, he just comes down, he's like, all, all like, just a lump. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then he gets yeah. into his siblings and he slows everybody down. Mm-hmm. Uh, needling, needling the siblings is yeah. gonna stop. Uh, you know, I mean, phases, whatever, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that every day. What's the point? What are you doing? Well, why would I go to why would I go to school? And I, sleep. And I remembered this happening with the younger mm-hmm. kids when they hit like before they're about to go through a milestone or like age quickly, like have a big growth spurt or something. Yeah. And I mean more like uh in maturity, and then I do mean physical. Um they always regressed. And it was like you could see, having experienced it now three times or four times, depending on the regression, you kind of like could I got to recognize some of the symptoms and it was like, why are you acting like this? This is not behavior that I've seen from you in months. And now it's back. What do you, you know, this is awkward. Why are you doing this? And then they grow out of it and it's like they're on to the next thing in their life. Well, it could, I mean, it could also be something happening that you don't know about. Or like, I mean, it could there could be something going on in school. It's that typical, you know, uh, after school movie, after school special thing, right? <laughs> he could be having some trouble in school, and he's just not telling you. Or it could be something I do know about. <laughs> you do well. It's just manifesting himself. Well, let me put it this way: uh, the what? This is amazing. Um, <laughs> what do you read? Another stuff? Uh, yeah, something popped up. The uh, the the. Way they are treating the sixth graders, the lunch situation is mm. they are treating them, and I don't think that I don't think there's any sort of coincidence that the behavior is starting to, is is sort of mirroring the way they're being treated. School school government school, we're talking about the school yeah they're treating them so at lunchtime they have assigned seats they're not allowed to talk to anybody at different tables yeah and during indoor recesses they're not allowed to talk to anybody in a different classroom. So, and they've had a lot of indoor recesses lately because the weather has been yeah. borderline, ugh, right? Um, and then it got real warm. So, we did get snow, and then it got real warm, so the playground was all flooded. And um, So, I think this is starting to – and he's complained about it. And I think this mm-hmm. is starting to manifest itself with some of this behavior because it's school. Well, so, what's he, what's he do after school? 
It depends on the day. He's got a couple friends he bangs around with sometimes, and then he's got a coding class on Wednesdays, and he's got like a thing he's got to do on Tuesdays, and uh, so. And um, but I, how's he how's he getting to school these days? Taking the bus? Yeah, he's taking the bus, which I know is a part of it because he's been pining to take his bike, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, tricky these today. Yeah, tomorrow not very good. No, yeah. Yeah, uh, but so I think it's a combination of all these factors, and basically he's like feeling like he's you know uh, doesn't have he's not empowered anymore, and no. I think the school thing kind of sucks for them, and they're like getting treated like babies. So it's like that's a d- big deterrent to go to school. So I think I think I figured it all out just just on the podcast right here. I think I got to get him to motivate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's his daily grind, right? Yeah, he's 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 in a he's in a job he doesn't like, but he has no he can't, he's not allowed to quit. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Even even just the lunch schedule is a bummer. I know my son eats like really early. Yeah. Uh, you know he's got he doesn't really care. He's gotten used to it. But I think a big a big part of his day, what really keeps him going, what keeps him actually wanting to go to school, is his walk in the morning with his buddies. Is is leaving and meeting up with them and hanging out for that half hour, forty five minutes, and then it's before school time where they goof. I have no idea what they do. They do all kinds of goofy crap. Uh, that's what gets him there. If he, I don't know, I can't even imagine putting him on the bus. If we were driving him there, uh, he wouldn't want to go. He wouldn't get up. Uh, yeah. he, certainly he wouldn't be out of bed in the morning. That's for sure. Yeah. So what do I do? I don't know how to like address this other than like, listen, suck it up. Well, you can, right? You could not tell him to suck it up, but you can tell him be like, look, you know, I get it. The bus is terrible and. This lunch situation isn't great, but spring's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, just, you know. Throw some empathy put, at him? Push through it. Yeah, throw some empathy at him. So I thought I did that. And in fact, on Sunday, I was going to sit down and write an email like to the, the teachers and be like, listen, you guys got to cut this out. Like, give them. <laughs> in, in five months, they're going to be out of the school. And then they're going to be out of junior high. And they're going to have all kinds of freedom. And you guys mm-hmm. are treating them like they're like my fourth grader and my second grader have more freedom than oh, these sixth graders well, do, right? Because as we've discussed before, I believe all of these policies around how they treat the kids in school is based one hundred percent on the building they are in. At least this is my experience with the handful of buildings that I'm around. The because uh, your buildings are different grades. Our buildings are preschool through third grade and then fourth grade through eighth grade and when they transition to the second building where fourth grade starts on their own like the school does not care where they are what they do all that kind of stuff like as far as arrival and dismissal goes free for all none of this like uh I don't quite know what their lunch situation is they do eat at different times like they don't all eat with the eight like the fourth graders aren't eating with the eighth graders kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, but it's much more relaxed. Whereas the preschool through third grade school, all the rules apply to like all the kids. So the third graders are still being like super oppressed, like <laughs> yeah. kindergartners. Yeah. You know, to the point where it's like at pickup time, if your kid's leaving school, if you're picking your kid up at school, yeah, <laughs> the teacher won't release the kid until they make eye contact with the parent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So it's like they're third graders, and everybody has their judgment. Oh, when is it ready? Oh, when are you safe? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. is it? Oh, as soon as I get them a cell phone, then I'll let them. Go. It's like, ah, oh, stop it! Right? <laughs> third graders are fine. Second graders, 
fine. I mean, literally kindergartners can get themselves to school and back if you teach them. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, and and here and I and so there's a little bit more to the the story about the lunchtime thing is I guess they're not well behaved. So, well, everybody isn't well behaved. Like, so, I, well, or not everybody. I'm sorry, but it's not him. At least this is what I've been told. It's not his table. That's but other tables are, and uh, like he's come home multiple times saying, and this is the part that I really am sort of aggravated with. The teachers have lied to us. I'm like, what are you talking about? The teachers <laughs> lied. They told us if we got enough smiley faces, then we could sit wherever we want at lunch. And so I, I was like, well, I mean, you know, I break this down. Like, tell me what, explain yourself here. Well, at the beginning of the year, or we, we weren't allowed to, uh, we weren't allowed to sit wherever we wanted. So, you know, we, we asked for them to change this and they said, well, if you get five smiley faces, then you can sit wherever you want. Like, then we'll let you sit. And, uh, so they've done this. They've gotten the five smiley faces and then they don't, then they don't follow through on it. Right. And I'm like, well, that's garbage. If they don't follow through, that's really bad because what kind of, you know, all kinds of different, ex- all kinds of badness is happening there. They should strike. Well, yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because I, I, I think what's happening here, I think there's a disconnect because the lunch monitor is not a classroom person, <laughs> right? right? So I think the teachers are trying to, I don't know. I don't know. There's just a disconnect. And then I think the lunch monitor is no good. Like, I think, I mean, I will sympathize, I will empathize with that guy because being a lunchroom for, in, sucks, right? But if you have one table of jerks and the other 60 kids are behaving themselves, give them the other 60 kids and or take, you know, take it away from the five kids that are being jerks and let the other 55 there's kids. Some, do- there's some administrative overhead there. Right? Yeah. I can empathize, right? Because yeah. easy example, soccer team, all this stuff, I get conflicted with the three kids that drive me absolutely bonkers and the rest of the team suffers. Yeah. Right? Uh, we had our last game last night. I wanted to bench those three kids for the whole game just so just so I wouldn't have to listen to them. Just leave. No, you're not invited. Just get out. Like I want the other kids that are nicer and more fun to deal with. They can play. Instead, they got to listen to your shenanigans. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, how do I isolate those three and get rid of them? It's a lot of work, and then I lose sight of all the other guys. Like I'm sorry, I forgot about you guys. Sorry, I forgot these guys oh, are yeah, usurping all sucks. of my time, yeah. and it's uh, it's terrible. But and at the, uh, in fact, at the end of the game, the end of the game, one of the kids is very outspoken, selfish is really what I'm yeah. looking for. Super selfish, super self-centered. Starts ranting because we lost the game and the it was one of the finals. Uh, going on, and, this is terrible. This team sucks. I'm not playing the third third session. I'm not coming back. I'm not playing the third session. And then he turns around and he's like, "Hey, everybody, we're not playing the third session, right?" Let's let's walk out. Let's not. And I, I grabbed him. I turned around. I listened to Williger. Come with me for a minute. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, Come on over here. I just want to talk to you. And punch, punch, say, punch, punch, punch. Well, no, you know, I was nice to him. I said to Williger, listen, if you don't want to play the third session, that's totally fine by me. Because I could do without a lot of these shenanigans that you're giving me. <laughs> really? <You> said this. <laughs> but. The last thing I need from you is to poison their minds. He's like, what? I'm not poisoning. Like, just shh. You do what you want to do for your reasons, okay? Don't try to recruit your friends or not friends or whatever you think of these kids. Don't try to recruit them into doing what you're doing. I think you're a good player. I think you've improved this season. I would like you to come play the third session. But if you don't want to, I'm not going to be upset. Just don't go try to convincing 
other kids to do what you want because it's what you want. Let them make their own choice. He's like, oh, all right, coach. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just shut your mouth for once in your life. The kid never shuts up. It drives me crazy. Whitlicker does that every every decision he makes. Yeah, he needs the validation of like all of his other friends to make the same decision. He does it all the time. Mm. Drives me bonkers. It's an interesting. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Does he need help? I don't even know. Is if it a thing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you barely. This thing is not working. What'd you do? Not that I didn't change anything, but it better not be broken. That's not bad at you. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, I have some other stories. Well, wait. Can, yeah, finish. So, Lunch before room. we go off this, what do you do? Maybe I, maybe I did, maybe I'm done. Maybe I guess I'm done. I, 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 I do you think I should email the teacher? I think you could in a nice way. Yeah. And be like, look, my son's, I mean, I would email the, uh, his teacher, the principal, whatever. Not, you know, you, you're going to be one of those complaining parents. Shame on you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> and here, here's a little more to this story then. I, <laughs> one of those days when I was dropping my kids off at school, uh, I went into the, I had, to, <laughs> okay, there's two parts to this. <clears throat> my fourth grader, the, my, when the kids, are supposed to, when the kids are doing something that's not on their regular schedule. So if they're taking, somebody's picking them up at school or they're not taking the bus home, they're supposed to have what's called a bus pass. Yeah. Right. So you send a piece of paper in that says they're not taking the bus. It's a little form and this is who's getting, either this is who's picking them up or whatever. Right. And this is the time and, or, or they're, or it's a walker pass or a bus pass if they're going to take a different bus. They need a pass. Gotcha. Yeah. But we stopped doing it. Because my daughter was like, well, in fifth grade, my son's teacher was like, I'm not dealing with these. These are fifth graders. They, they're old enough now to deal. Yeah. Like, they, mm-hmm. I'm, we're not doing this. So this year, my daughter was like, my fourth grader was like, uh, she never does anything with them. My wife's like, fine, I'm stopped. I'm done. I'm done with these. But <laughs> so we gave her the responsibility. And another one of my neighbors, who's her friend, Grace's friend, same thing. They, they stopped doing it too when they found out. Wow. The third t- friend, the mom is a bit of a helicopter. I mean, I'm friends with them and all, but and if you're listening, well, I still love you. But um, <laughs> bit of a, a bit of a more involved parent, if you if you catch my drift, right? A little more like on top of things, uh, in uh, maybe too much of a way, like a helicopter tiger mom kind of way, a little overprotective, if you will, but in a good way. I'm trying to be very we, we got you, yeah, you got that. Okay, uh, not so good way. Um, she has been sending the bus passes all the time. She catches wind of this and was like, oh, really? So, doesn't send a bus pass with her daughter. Uh-huh. Her daughter freaks out. I don't know. What, wait, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go. Tells the teacher. The teacher's like, go down to the office, sort it out, right? Well, the office administrator is now <laughs> caught wind of this whole shenanigans. Cracking down. Yeah. She drags not only the two, the mother in the car that's waiting there at the parking lot into the school. One of the other moms happens to be on the premises for something else. She's running like an after-school program from her different kids. That's why her daughter was going and drags the teacher at during school dismissal time down out of her classroom and basically reads the riot act to three of them. And so I have to take my daughter in. She's like, "You got to fill the bus pass out." I'm like, "Am I getting yelled at here? Am I gonna like? I don't want to get yelled at because I'm I'm not be like." 
listen, my daughter's old enough. I don't even. I'm not even doing this. Like you're out of your mind. <laughs> I'm not even doing it. Yeah, like exactly. that's that's what I would be like if this if it is, came down. Yeah, it is. A, it's a very interesting situation because yeah. we've we've become more. I mean, it's clear that we've become overprotective. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when I was a kid uh, when things transitioned, like at what what grade that it mattered when I needed a pass to go somewhere, not somewhere else, and like which bus can I get on, and they didn't care. I think that ended at kindergarten, to be honest. I remember having a pass and tr- matching it with my bus number because it was too stupid to know which one to get on. That was. Just- I mean, that's a giant thing when you're in kindergarten, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, like everybody was too stupid. Yeah, but yeah. It, it went away very quickly, and I think I could just get on any bus and go anywhere. And well, the bus driver would be like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm going to my friend's house. I'd be like, okay, cool. That, those things have changed, but yes. That's what I mean. Those yeah. things have changed. Even within the be- last six years. That we've been because in, we've been, yeah. we've just decided that there's something wrong with that. There's something like, oh, what if so-and-so gets lost? Whose responsibility? There's always has to be somebody to blame. Yeah. Who are we going to sue if something happens to my kid? And so the schools have to protect themselves and all this insurance stuff. And it's, <clears throat> it's, it's I don't know. It's confusing. I, I feel like. I'm shifting the other way. I feel like the school should just open the doors and kick the kids out. Right? Now, should we have a nice community and people help each other? Sure. So if there's a kid outside the school and it's like, my parents never showed up, should you help them? Of course. You know, what you, if you're another parent hanging out and being like, hey, look, uh, you know, Lydia over there is just crying against the tree because her mom's not here. Why don't we go see if we can help her? Lydia. You, yes, you should do this. Yeah. <laughs> but should the school be responsible for filling out all this paperwork to track children? No, that's ridiculous. They should yeah. be teaching. That's it. Not accounting. Right? They should be just teaching lessons. They can teach life lessons. That's great too. Math, science, reading, all that stuff. As well as these sort of extra stuff. But the paperwork around, oh no, you didn't, so they can't leave on this bus because you didn't give the proper permit. So what's the point? I don't understand. Yeah. If the kid leaves and I don't have a parent's signature, Something happens to the kid. Uh, the parent's going to sue the school because they let my kid get on the wrong bus. That doesn't even make sense. Like, it's the kids. <laughs> I, I just, it's weird. Well, I, we put a, we put a lot of work on them. I mean, it's this giant oh, yeah. babysitting organization, you know. And there's all the extracurricular things and all these things the yeah. teachers are now responsible for. And we underpay them. And it's like, wow, I got to do all this junk. And you don't even want to pay me well for it. So, <laughs> I, I got, I, what I got a kick out of it was the kids that were empowered. I had no problem with this. As soon as the kid that was like babied, yes, of course, was they couldn't handle it. So it's like empower your kids. Like they're old enough, they're responsible enough, they're smart enough. And listen, they're gonna make mistakes, but yeah, you got. <laughs> I have a related story. Yeah, I mean, it's I just found it interesting. But yeah, go on. So we've been skiing a lot, as you know. Yes. <laughs> and um, you know, you go if you've never been skiing, big mountain. Yeah, a couple thousand feet high kind of thing, base to top. It covers a lot of acres. Like you can't there's trails everywhere, there's ski lifts everywhere. Typically there's one base lodge area, but sometimes there's more than one. <clears throat> so usually there's only one way. There's only one there's a lot of ways to get down, but they all go to the same place. Uh the mountain we go to is a little bit the base is kind of wide, so you can get down to some weird area. You could make a wrong turn and end up like in these condominiums or something, and you gotta walk out. So anyway, we're, we're, we're skiing this weekend, last weekend, and there's another family there. And we've discussed the walkie-talkies and how much I enjoy the walkie-talkies. And I wired up all the kids, even the other family's kids. And so everybody's got a walkie. And as soon as I do that, I have, I have evolved to the phase to the point where 
I will let my kids go anywhere by themselves, ideally with their friends, uh, including my seven-year-old. And last year we were doing it too. So when she was six, uh, I taught her how to get on the chairlift because she was you know, too short to kind of just sit. She has to reach back and pull herself up, essentially. Uh, so she goes on the chairlift with other people, with whoever, by herself. She likes to go ski by herself. <laughs> it's funny. And it's great. Right? Huge independence thing. Right, she, she likes doing it. I'm going to go by myself. You go somewhere else. I'm like, well, this is the way I wanted to go. <laughs> no, you go that way. Uh, and so the other family's there. And all the kids have the walkies, as I said. And actually, this mom was with the girls. So it was her and, and my, my daughter and her daughter together. And they ski down together. And the mom ends up at the bottom of the mountain. And the girls aren't there. <laughs> right? Uh -oh. And actually... Uh, my daughter was there, but her daughter was not. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so she starts calling. She's calling on the walkie-talkie. And I, I I was inside, or I was, I think I was on the other side of the mountain. So I'm like on West Mountain. It's a whole other peak. Yeah. You know? And I call back. I'm like, what's, uh, you know, what's the situation on the 20 of the lost child over, you know, all the stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny with the lingo. And she's starting to have a panic attack. So I sort of ski over from where I am. And it's been like a few minutes. And I, I catch up with her in person. I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on? What, like, what did you do? She's like, well, we, I skied down. And they were right behind me. Or no, they were in front of me or something. And I, I skied. I got to the, you know, I got here. And I skied to the trail. And I got to the sign. And I came to the bottom. And they weren't here. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you didn't go back to the, because I knew where they were. I'm like, you didn't go back to the upper lift? She's like, well, no, I saw a sign for this lift, but then I came down here. I'm like, but was she going back to the upper lift? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, she's probably waiting for you at the upper lift. Yeah. That's what they do. They loop this run that they really like. Yeah. And yeah. they go back to this upper lift. And she's probably just standing there waiting for her. And she's like panic calling her, right? So she's screaming into the walkie talkie, like, where you, what, what's the fake name I should use? Uh, Jenna. Jenna? Okay. <laughs> Jenna! Know. You need to pick up your walkie-talkie and call me back and tell me where you are right now. Well, it's getting all mad at her, right? Yeah. So you hear this. And there's a funny thing with the walkie-talkies. Uh, if you if you hold the button and you speak and you don't... Sometimes like the, the, the receiving doesn't happen for a couple of seconds because there's some whatever. It's radio stuff. Who cares? So you got to hold the button and like wait almost a solid two seconds sometimes for it to fully transmit and then you can start speaking. My wife does this all the time, drives me nuts. So I'll hear, I'll hear it like click over. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> like I didn't, none of the beginning words. I didn't hear anything except for over. Can you say the whole thing again? And the same. So anyway, so you, she screams at her daughter over the walkie talkies and you hear this click, sh like you hear a transmit and then a release. <laughs> But no words, <laughs> right? Sure. And so, I, so and I know it's her because I could sort of hear from the way hers was her hooked up. I could tell who was who just yeah. because of the noise they made. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I call her back and I say, I say, Jenna, listen, your mom is worried that you're not okay. Oh, so and Jenna checked in. That's amazing. I did, I thought you said you. I thought she said Julie did. No, no, my wife was somewhere else. Yeah, no, oh. so it was clear that her daughter called back but didn't hold the button down. Oh, all right. Because you just heard a click. <laughs> Jenna, listen, your mom's worried. I need you to press the button on your walkie-talkie 
count to two and then just tell us where you are. My wife had already gone back up the mountain to sort of do some reconnaissance and go find her. All right. And meanwhile, the the mom had gone straight to the ski patrol no. and told them to go searching for her, right? Oh, so no. it, it, it escalated very quickly. And she's looking at me and she's like, she's like, why isn't she calling me back? Why isn't she? Why isn't I? And I looked at her and I said, because she's not panicking. <laughs> like, yeah. like, she answered you. You just didn't hear her words. She's not dead, <laughs> okay? She's probably just hanging out on the mountain waiting for you because she doesn't know, A, like how long she should wait for you to show up yeah. because it's not something you told her. You didn't prearrange a plan for these things. You just tried to ski down with her and say, like, let's stick together. That doesn't work. Literally every time I go up the hill with these kids, we go to the top, and if we're skiing together, I say, do you know where this lift is? Like, there's two main lifts. They're like, yes, if we ski down, do you know which trail you want to go to? Yes. Okay. Just go. Don't turn around and look for me. Don't wait for me. <laughs> stop when you want to stop. Turn when you want to turn. If you don't see me anywhere, just ski to the bottom of the hill and call me when you get to the lift. Freak out and find a guy in uniform. Right. And <laughs> no. they're like, okay. Because that's what they like. Because otherwise, they stop every two seconds. They turn around and they look for you. And then they you have to like, like don't stop because it's like this middle of the trail. And oh my God, people almost hit you. Uh, so she's having like this panic attack because she thinks her kid is dead in the woods somewhere. I'm like, it's been maybe four minutes, you know? And sure enough, I, we look at it, we end up looking. And so my wife goes up and she found her, right? She skis down and skied exactly to where we thought she was. And she's standing there waiting for her mom. Long story yeah. short. So she grabs her and they ski down together. No big deal. Everyone's fine. And it turns out the mom made a wrong turn. <laughs> Like, oh, no. like, she's the one that made a wrong turn. Like, a really bizarre wrong turn. I'm like, wait, you went down this trail and went sideways and did all these, like, were you, like, going uphill for a while? She's like, well, kind of. I'm like, how did you expect your daughter went that? What were you doing? <laughs> like, didn't that seem strange to you? Uh, so she was the one that didn't know where she was and got a little bit lost. But I guess this is the, the, the moral of the story, for me at least, is, like, all you can do is prepare them. And if you don't, if you just try to like latch onto them and chase them mm. and have an eye on them at all times, it's not going to work out. Like you can't, it just doesn't, you're trying to focus on your own skiing, your own thing, doing your own stuff. You feel so much less stressed when you can say, hey, I want you to walk to school. I want you to stay on the sidewalks. This is how I want you to cross the street. You know, I want every car to be stopped. I want you to wait for the crossing guard. Right. Now I want you to horse around with your friends. No pushing people into the street. None of this stuff. Don't goof around. Like don't you know, just talk and walk. Be safe. Okay. After school, I want you to walk here. If you to go, to, you know, just give them expectations. If you're skiing down the hill and you don't find me, just ski to the bottom and then call me on your walkie-talkie. Make sure you hold the button for two seconds before you speak. And that's it. That's all you can do. And oh, the, I would always add because some days were there, like during the week, and it's not very busy at all. Right. right, right. And say if something bad happens, if you fall down and you lose a ski or you lose a mitten or something, or you fall into the woods and you can't get up and you need help, tell anyone you see that you need help. Anyone going by will help you. I mean, you, they already see me helping like every kid on the hill, and they make fun of me for it, but. Uh, like you have to tell anyone. Don't just sit there and call us on your walkie-talkie because we will not. We can't. We may not be anywhere near you to help. Just ask anyone; they will be happy to help. They're like, okay. So as long as the expectations are set, I think the kids they're they're fine and they love the freedom. 
They love not being helicoptered by their parents. Uh, yeah. I have to take, tell them a few extra things, like you got to control your speed better, otherwise you are going to go sailing into a tree and really get hurt. You know, there's, there, are, there are some some boundaries, but uh, skiing control is a rule for everyone. But it's one of those things that is, it's a really fun activity for kind of losing everybody, but we can still... We can still call, so my one funny example, like my daughter's become so blase about this again, seven, first grader, seven, seven year old <laughs> tells me to get lost, you know, get lost. I'm, I'm skiing by myself. Like, okay. And a couple of times I sort of secretly followed her cause I just wanted to watch what she did. Yeah. She's just very like, she's just practicing. She's going down the hill, very regimented, just t- making these turns and going back and forth. And uh, who knows what she's thinking about. Uh, so she calls me. I, I, I was inside. I went in and took a break. I had to go to the bathroom or something. I came back out. And so I called people on the radio. I said, you know, hey, Molly, where are you? I'm going to – I'm at the base. Like, if you're on your way down, I'll wait for you. Okay. She calls me back. Okay. I'm like, no. <laughs> can, you, can you tell me where you are and where you're going to be soon? And I will meet you. I'm on the left. Okay. Which lift? Are you, which, which, lift which lift are you on? And are you close to the top? I'm getting off the Zephyr lift now. Like, okay. Can you ski down and I will wait for you at the bottom of the Zephyr lift? Okay. Right. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. <laughs> minutes and minutes and minutes are going by. I'm like, what, what is she doing? <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm like, she's not here. She's not here. She's not here. So I wait like a, a long time and I call her back. I'm like, Molly, have you made it to the bottom yet? Like, which lift did you go to? She calls back. I'm inside having a snack. <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I asked you to, you said you were, ugh, I wasted all this time waiting for you at the bottom. and you just So she's just doing her own thing and she loves it. Like it, it didn't, it doesn't register with her that it's a, you know, and they're, they're too young to even realize it. Well, I made an arrangement with you and I promised I'd come down and meet you so we could go up together. She's like, no, I, on the way down, I got thirsty and hungry, so I went inside and got a snack. But she knows we got a big snack bag. And yeah. Just <laughs> took out the snack bag and started eating. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, and I love it because there's no um, – it's a nice place. We feel safe with all the people. and They can do that stuff. And having the walkie-talkies helps us talk. But so, anyway, moral is the point of the story is I, I like giving them their independence. My, my 10-year-old, I didn't even see him for most of the day. He was off with his friends. Um, yeah, but I think this is, I, I agree with you on like all of this stuff you said, but I think this is why I'm having such a hard time with my son sort of regressing. Cause it's like, I now can't give you any independence. I can't trust you with yeah. anything. Cause you just, well, that's the failing at everything. Yeah. You can't uh-huh. like keep taking, you got to find something to give him. I think I know. I just, I, yeah. Uh, but what is it? Cause he's stuck taking the bus to school yeah. and stuck in the crappy overstructured school environment. Yeah. And then he's got what? What does he do after school? Some other programs and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, don't what know. else could he do? Send him off into the woods? Just go out and play some video games. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got to work. It's, it's, it. We're still working on it. Work in progress. It's just, it's been a couple, rough couple of weeks and he's just uh, stubborn lately. And like this morning, it was the first like time I was really like, all right, I'm going to. See what's going on. Oh, because we had everybody, we sat everybody down last night, little family meeting, the old uh, lecture family, session. Family problem, meeting, the family right. meetings just become these lectures. And the problem is we have them and it's like, you guys suck as kids. What are you, what are you, what are you lecturing about? Is that- <laughs> so our, 
um, our our morning routine has just become so bad for my poor wife, who who's mm. typically responsible for getting them out out, out the door. And um, yeah, it's just because we hear, here's what's going on: the kids are getting up. The kids are getting up before everybody. They get up usually by like between six thirty and seven, and well, the younger the younger ones do, and then they get down there and they want to just start playing. And so then my wife gets down there around 7 and maybe a little bit after. And I think breakfast is supposed to be 7.15. They don't get on the bus till 8.15. So it's like she gets – by the time she gets down there, they're like heavily engrossed in some sort of play activity. Oh, right. Yeah. So then it's like, no, you got to stop and now we're going to go do this. And I'm like, what? No. And uh, so that transition well, has to happen. That's – so – so you know she's she's actually shown me a number of these things. So it's it's who's she? Um, your wife. wife showed you what? Well, she has all these ideas before I do. But I was going to throw the checklist thing out there. Yes. Okay. Like, do they have checklists? They probably she's probably tried them. Well, yes. And so so I'm going to skip ahead because I think okay. I'm not going to say we fixed the problem, but telling you all the past history is no good. So last night we sat down and like, all right, here's what we're changing. When you get up in the morning, you are now responsible. Like we always had, we would eat at seven fifteen to like seven thirty-five ish, and then they'd be done, and they'd go get dressed upstairs and get dressed. We're like, no, it's not playtime before breakfast. Now you guys can't handle it, so you got to no. come down, pack your lunch first, pack yes. your snack or whatever, then get dressed, and then have breakfast, and then you will have playtime. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to finish all. The so we flipped it. That was the, the main takeaway from the family meeting last night. But they like – if I'm like, okay, we're not going to do this. We're going to get you dressed. I can't get dressed first. I don't want to get dressed. You know, it's <laughs> holy moly. You're just all, Instead of getting – playing and then getting dressed, get dressed and then play. And it's like I'm asking them to, you know, kill the cat and then, you know, eat it raw and then go get dressed. I was like, what? No, just chill out. Like, just get – so – um. Uh, no, yeah. we, we have those. I mean, my daughter had a, a big poster on her wall for a yeah. long until we rearranged her room. But basically, my wife drew up. It said, it said, it had those sunny pictures and whatnot. It said, like, wake up. And it's got this happy yeah. little kid. Go to potty. It's got a kid sitting on a toilet, which is funny. Uh, get dressed. Yeah. Eat breakfast. Brush your teeth. Brush your hair. Pack your bag. Go to school. Yeah. You know, so it was like a little visual checklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've and done those in the past too. Yeah, it's like duh, same thing every day. <laughs> I know. You should just know it. Well, they, they don't. They need, they need the reminder. I, yeah. I think those are fair, right? You gotta no playing until the list is done. Yeah, I wouldn't even do. The pl- I'd be like, no, just no, no playing at all in the morning. That's insane. I see. Sometimes we we're walking to school. Yeah, and I look. In people's windows, just because the windows are there. I'm not like peep, peeping Tom. All the houses are near the street. You just turn and look, and there's their yeah. house. And I see like kids' cartoons and stuff on. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Uh, I, yeah, their their morning is destroyed. Yeah. That is a. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can't. I don't want to hear from you because your kids sleep. My kids do not sleep. Like they will get up at six. But here's the other thing. Here's the other big problem. But this with is us. this is like school starts in 15 minutes, and there's um, there's cartoons on. Yeah, that's just, good. But okay, so here's the thing. On last Friday, we were like, okay, I know you guys like to do technology on Saturday morning. Here's the rules we're going to set up because I'm sick of the phone calls at seven o'clock in the morning. Because my son will get on the phone to play whatever Roblox or Minecraft or 
Fortnite or whatever. He's like yelling into the phone at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So uh, I was like, no phone, like no phone calls. You have to do these chores. You have to clean, like, cu- clean out your cubby. You make, put your laundry away, whatever. And then you, and the technology is turning off at nine o'clock, and you can have the be on the phone at eight o'clock, right? <sighs> whatever. And I'm like, okay, you got it? And he's like, well, what if we get done with our chores first? I'm like, that's fine. You can get on the technology early before 8 o'clock. I'm not saying that. Well, what do I come down at 6.30 to find? Them all, like, there I hear them all whispering in the hallway. <laughs> and then it's I, on a Saturday morning. This is Saturday morning. And then I go downstairs at 6.30 in the morning. Two of them are on, one's on the computer, one's on the laptop, one's on, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're playing technology. You said as long as we got it. I'm like, you did all your stuff already? Yeah, I put my laundry away and I put my, I clean out my cubby and I'm like, uh, uh, what? Uh, like, yeah, so I, they got up early to yeah, do Yeah. So I followed, but I, but here's where I don't, here's where the teachers fail and I don't. I was like, yeah. well, you did what I asked you to do. So here you, you, you can have what you want. But, uh, I have since changed the rules for next weekend, but, uh, I'm just like, you guys can't get out of bed. You, specifically my son, can't drag your butt down here at 7.20 in the morning. Tell me how tired you are. But on a weekend, right. 6.30, you've got all your chores done and you're already on the computer. So, well, it shows what he wants to do. Yeah, it shows motivation, uh, which, lies, of course. Maybe that's his reward for the afternoon after school. I don't know. Well, uh, it's, my, yeah. my kids have been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, yeah. which is the extent of this technology they've been using, more yeah. or less. And it's it's okay because they're listening and they're not looking at the screen. It's always a transition off the technology, which is a problem. It but, is, and I yeah. Yeah, I kind of I'm I'm let's say I'm harsh about the, the literally like sometimes my daughter be listening to the book and she'll have the screen on, yeah, and she's just being like, I'll like shut the screen. I'm like, turn that off. <laughs> like I don't even want you looking at the screen. Just listen to your book. And now I'm trying to I'm trying to roll it back a little bit because. She's walking around the house listening to this book. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want this. I want you reading regular books or Kindle books or whatever. Yeah. Unless you're in the car. We did the audiobooks because they were in the car. Yeah, yeah. For the long drive, yeah. and they didn't want to read in the car because they get car sick. I get it. I get that. But yeah. I don't want them doing that in the house because like, you got to practice your reading anyway. So. Yeah. I'm being a little bit. Uh, aggressive about it. Like, no, no. We, we definitely it. limit their technology and. Uh, yeah, and we do too. And and I, we don't hear the problems that other people have. Like, oh, my kid played four hours of Fortnite. Though, like, we don't have that problem. Like, no, so that's great. No. But it, and, you know, technology is always a thing. But it's just, uh, it's just weird. This well, is what, the, so the we, yeah, they don't. It's interesting because they don't play video games like that. They yeah, never played Fortnite. They probably never will. And they don't feel like they're missing anything because we brainwashed them into not caring. But. <laughs> I do. I, very soon, I'm probably going to buy a, a 3D printer. <laughs> okay, yeah, do it. Let me right? know what you get. <laughs> and I could see that as like a super fun technology activity. Like they could be on the computer yeah. designing objects. You know, they could pick up because there's all kinds of open source right. designs for things. They could modify them. They could make Cad new based. Lego pieces and stuff yeah. and, and then print them out and snap them into some creation and maybe paint them. Uh, that could be super fun. That could be interesting. Like, that could be like a... I don't know who is the judge of what's like an okay technology to use. And I think with the fact that we use the term technology to say like, you have to limit your technology time is a bit uh, too broad sweeping. Yeah. 
because it's useful for some things. Like I, if they want to use a Kindle to read books, a hundred percent, you can do that a hundred hours a day if you want. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not. Yeah. Even that though, the other day I was like, okay, we, you know, we went, he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm all ready. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I can tell he's on something, whatever. And I'm like looking at him. He's like, I'm on the wrong side of his bed or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I have to, that was in the game. I was giving so-and-so a gift in the game. I'm like, come on, let's go. Oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm like, what? You told me you were ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm like, what? all right, let's go. Well, I don't have this and this and this. I'm like, give me this stupid Kindle. <laughs> like, that totally was him on the technology distracting him from what he should have been doing. And he, he was doing like, a game. Yeah. 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 I, I'm saying, like, yeah. the Kindle, when we have just the paper whites, not the yeah, I know. game-based ones, but. Yeah. If they're using their Kindle for reading books, yeah, I that's to me that's just like they're reading books, and I will let them do as much of that as they want. Uh, there have been occasions where my son is like reading nonstop some books he really likes, and I'll have to like cautiously ask him to say, "Hey, listen, can you put that down for <laughs> half hour while we actually get ready to do this other thing?" Because okay, yeah, so he'll be okay with that, but. uh yeah, I don't know. I, I hope in a couple of weeks I'll have a different story and he'll be come out or come around. Because I did get home from work today, and I got home like six thirty or something. And uh, I was like, I want to shove the driveway real quick because before I get the car in and just pack all the snow down and all that stuff. And um, and because nobody, there was no cars in the driveway, I could just do it real quick, right? No, nothing mm-hmm. to dig around or anything. And uh, before I was even like you know a handful of six six scoops of snow out, he was already outside with me, so. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, thank you for helping, thank you for, you know, I didn't have to come in and ask you. Although I was like, I didn't bring any gloves, can you run inside and get me a pair of gloves? And he comes out with these little knit gloves. I'm like, Jason, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, no, like, winter gloves, it's freezing out here. <laughs> uh, See, he's just, I think he's just anxious to uh, yeah, do some stuff. I, I, I absolutely, I, I 100% agree with that. And the problem, And the problem is... I think the school, this stuff at the school, and the more I talk about it, the more I definitely think that. I wish they would just be like, all right, you guys is, have to take the responsibility. It's okay do for it. you to email them the stuff. Uh, I think it's I got a complaint. it. Doesn't have to be a complaint. Doesn't have to be written oh. like a whiny wine mom thing. I never went into the whole thing. While I was in the office and the kids getting yelled at about the, the bus pass, the and bus I pass. went in there, and the, 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 while I was in there, like filling this piece of paper out, the principal and vice principal were talking to the secretary and they were discussing this outdoor recess or indoor recess thing. And it was a day where it was going to be like 10 degrees out. So mm-hmm. I knew they were going to say indoor recess. And uh, he says, the the principal said, and I'm like, oh. so that I kind of make a joke about it as I'm walking over to the secretary's desk to put the paper down. I'm like, oh, so you guys ha- decide on outdoor recess. Good for you guys. Yeah, no, we're having that indoor. Oh, that's good. You're going to have them outside. That's awesome because there's been so many indoor recesses. No, no, we're having indoor recess. Yeah, I know. I heard you're going to go outside. That's awesome. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the outdoor recess inside. I'm like, I'm like, you got to send these kids outside. They're driving me crazy. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, yes, I know. But you know how many t- emails we get from the teachers when we send them out? I mean, we get so many messages from parents when they go outside. I'm like, why? Son of a. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> So I, that's the the problem with this whole thing is like I got to be the squeaky wheel. I got to email and be like, send my kids outside. Like my kids are dressed and they won't do it because I know they won't. Cause, so, but this is interesting. So I, I would actually be very curious to know what and why it's even a vote. Like why can't the kids who want to go outside go outside and the kids who don't don't? 
or yeah. the kids who are ready go outside and the kids yeah. that are not ready don't. And this is, uh, this is where I've come down to the lunch lately. Like the kids that can't behave, they shouldn't be allowed to eat at lunch. Then they have to go eat in the principal's office or something. Let the kids who are behaving behave. When on the playground, yeah. when my kid was acting out on the playground, he had to go, he couldn't have recess. He had indoor recess or he had to go sit, have recess with the principal. Make the freaking kids. That, that part I'm kind of. Yeah. Okay, I'm with about. you. Yeah, because yeah. they're ruining for everybody. Yeah. And they need to be outside. And yeah. if they have their gear and they have their mittens and they have their hat and they have their snow pants, they should go. Yeah. They should totally go. This, uh, this, we need to decide one thing for all the whole yeah. school is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's awful. It makes everybody suffer. And then they're miserable. Yeah. So maybe I will leave them. I'm all fired up. Yeah, you might as well do. Like, tell them to split it. Be like, you can't do the sweeping decision for everybody. If you got the kids in sneakers and shorts and jeans yeah. and whatnot, keep them inside. And then they, they get inside uh, recess. On the other hand, I'm like, it's just crap. The other hand, what I'm really, there's two things I'm afraid of. One, I'm like, there's five months. I don't want to start making waves. Just let them get out the door and then it's over. The other thing I'm a really sort of nervous about is like, well, Mr. Fitzgerald, now that you've written in, I wanted to talk to you about, right. and I'm like, no, no you screwed me, Jason. Like, the, well, no, so like, one thing like, he's not I, telling I don't me have... the full story. Like, there's more to the story that I'm not hearing. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, I see. Like, he's one of the kids or something. He's one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, ta- I have emailed the principal and the superintendent a few times, and one of the things that I'm not hes- hesitant to tell them or to request of them is uh, sort of what you're talking about. I'll tell them things like, not only should you be allowing the kids to go to outdoor recess, but you should be communicating with all of the parents at the school. And one of these emails you send to the parents, which they do all the time, you should make it very clear to them that it is the right thing to do to send the kids out for outdoor recess. They need it. They want it. It's good for them. Mm -hmm. And therefore, as parents, you'd better send them to school prepared. That is your job as a parent to send the kids to school prepared for the weather because we're going to send them outside. Like you need to do those things and they don't, they don't send that message home. They don't demand that stuff from the parents. They just take that bombarding of, of complaints of like, we went and we had outdoor recess and all the parents complained. Like why, why, why would they complain? Cause it's cold and they're cold and their, their kids are cold. I think those things have to be done. Just same with the whole independence and the walking to schools. Sure. I've told them that as well. Like you need to stop sending these emails about like parking plans and all this junk. And you need to send something home that says this town is two miles across. There's literally no excuse for you not kicking your kids out the door in the morning and pointing to where the school is and telling them to go because they can do it. You know, what grade do you start it in? Do you start it in second grade? Do you start it in first grade? Do you start it in third grade? Like, what yeah. do you do? Like, where do we draw the line? The school should draw a line. The school should say, parents, listen up. You're being bad parents if you don't let your kids get themselves to school in the morning. Yeah. And I believe that to be true. Yes, 100%. Yeah, the irony is the preschool is like, we go outside if it's 20 degrees or higher. We send them outside. So, have them have, they have to have their stuff. They have to have their stuff. The preschool yeah. has to have the their stuff. The preschool yeah. sells them. Like, you send your kids with the school because they're going outside. Like, what the heck? And now now that kids are, you know, older and mature and we can't, I don't know. This, you know, the, the whole thing, the worst part about all this stuff is I think we have such this big wellness push and all this stuff. Wellness, yeah. Wellness because of suicides and like this. The problem is, and I, I don't want to sound crass here, but I'm going to sound crass because I don't know all the situations with all these people, but 
what I do know is if you are authoritarian and you tell kids what they can and can't do all the time, you don't give them any freedom, don't give them any creativity, they will lose all their sense of autonomy, they will lose their identity, and they will just shut down. And then they'll be miserable. And this is exactly what's happening to my son right now. And mm-hmm. I think, and it's like, you want them to be well, give them the freedom to be well. Don't let them, don't tell them how to act all the time. And don't tell them what they can and can't do all the time. And don't, I mean, if, unless somebody's in, in, a, in a danger and safety danger, then, then they should be able to go outside and like, whatever. It's, I don't know. Don't make it to the least common denominator either. If my son is able to go outside because he's mature enough and he's warm enough and he's brought his stuff and he's gone, to, he's taking the responsibility upon himself to make it so that he can go outside. Let him go outside and play for crying out loud. Freaking cue the music. You tell the school. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.